superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. What I got right now in my pocket is a W. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. How many people want to eat a W tonight? Jameis Winston looked like a starting quarterback in the National Football League. Going deep. He's looking for Callaway. That's a wrap. That's what I saw last night. I saw a wrap. We'll see what Sean Payton does in preseason game number three. Earlier on the show, Falcons head coach Arthur Smith. Still to come. Actor Michael McKeon. Cardinals safety Buda Baker. Plus, actor John C. McGinley. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Great chat with Arthur Smith, the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons in hour number one. Um, coming up, Buda Baker of the Arizona Cardinals. That's the top of hour number three. All pro uh, Buda Baker will be joining us at top of hour number three. Johnny C. McGinley. John C. McGinley now of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He will join us in hour Legend. Uh, number three. He's a Giants fan. There's some yeah. interesting news that just popped on the quarterback front that affects the Giants. Um, and uh, we'll get to that in a second. So many quarterback news going on. We've just fashioned together, stitched together, cobbled together in the uh, commercial break. A Chris Brockman news update on all of the NFL quarterback news that's popping like fresh dough. Um, and uh, he'll be joining us uh, with that in a second. Michael McKean, the actor um, from way back in the day, uh, Laverne and Shirley, and from some of the great Christopher Guest movies, and of course, uh, Spinal Tap. Now... Uh, an incredible run on Better Call Saul, uh, playing Chuck McGill, uh, who is Saul Goodman's brother. He was so terrific in that. He's great in everything he does. Everything. I love this guy. I, I don't think I've ever interviewed him. Can't wait to chat with him. Uh, playing God is his new movie. It's available now in theaters, VOD, and all digital platforms. So he's going to be joining us in about 18 minutes' time. We got a good celebrity, true or false, with him. And the bar's been set pretty high. I had a great one with Michael Keaton one week ago today. Mm. And if you missed any of those, um, you go to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show, for anything that you might have missed. And that also includes Arthur Smith. Big news from Arthur Smith is that he's into the idea of the nickname, the Matchel for Matt Ryan, um, and uh, will use it in the form of a sentence to Matt Ryan. And he said maybe during a team meeting. And on that front, that's caused people to call our phone lines at 844-204-RICH, <laughs> number to dial. Let's go to Greg in Boise, Ohio. Oh, Idaho. What's up, Greg? Hey, Rich, thanks for taking my call. Thanks for Love making the it. show. Thanks, Got to give a shout-out to TJ, Del Tufo, and Brockman. What up, Dave? Hey, hey, hello the guys. Love thanks, it. Greg. What up? I think maybe I've solved the riddle okay. for Rich and his dilemma on his nicknames. Yes, sir. Sir, Rich, it is for you, my brother. Okay. Because you can't seem to give it up. you got to be damned. The ritual. The ritual. Oh. <laughs> you know what? We're you know we're always trying to come up with segments here. The ritual. Um, you know, and we always start it with the re like re cap, right? Or, or you know, uh, re right. the, the refresh the re voice of re reason the voice of reason the ritual. 
Pretty good. Is pretty okay. Pretty good, you're, you're even writing it down. Right, oh, but, but Greg, right. Greg and Boise Brockman's writing it down, which means this is oh. this is big stuff. It's, if it's on paper, it's, it's permanent, isn't it? It, it is. Uh, unfortunately, though, it becomes our intellectual property once we write it down <laughs> on a piece of paper. But no, thank you, though. That's a great. You what? You you've named it what? You you give oh, it? Oh no, I was that was I blew the baker's number for you. I was oh, just okay. showing you off. Very good. Thank My you. Bad. Greatly appreciate that. Okay, uh, well done, Greg. Thank you. I like that. That was great. Very Thanks, good. Thanks, Greg. Greg's Ritual. a factor. I dig Greg's that. A factor. Greg's a factor. Greg's a factor. What is the concept of that segment, though? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> But it's something we'll, where we'll we can talk it. about. Yeah, you know, exactly. I like it. Like me um, revisiting what I revisited at the end of the last hour, pounding the table yeah, to get Major League Baseball to make their umpires describe why they have just reviewed something in the manner and what they're reviewing it. And I mean, also like to it. talk about what their result is and why. Like explaining to the crowd in the stadium as well as at home, like every other major North American sport has their officials do. Make that a ritual. Or getting rid of fumbling through the end zone. (laughs) Putting the ball on the 20-yard line for the team that just had a touchdown scored on them, if not for the unfortunate role of the football. I like this, man. I like the ritual. The ritual. Uh, Ira in the great state of Washington. What's up, Ira? Hey, I just wanted to say what's up to y'all. What's up, Ira? Show. Love Ira, the camaraderie. Ira. Thank you, sir. Thank um, you, too. Rockman, Yo. let the hate out of your heart. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, Thank you, Ira. Rich has something great going with the I natural. Do. No, I, no, I Ira, he doesn't. Say. Excuse me. Let, 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 let Ira, Ira use the word great. <laughs> let Ira talk. Sorry, Ira. Yeah, Ira. please, you know. Anyway, um, <laughs> we need to make sure Coach Smith knows that yes. he can't mention Rich Eisen before he uses the natural Oh, no, he I needs, think he, he understands. Needs to use it casually, you know, yeah, like, like you said in the meeting. Yeah, just throw it out there. Hey, the match will, the match will start in the morning. <laughs> you know <laughs> Ira, I think it's a great idea to use your word great. Um, and I think um, Arthur Smith already grasps that idea because he, he used it in the form of a sentence without giving us any indication that he was going to call back. Like, Arthur Smith... Chris Brockman, as you know, that's callback is a comedy callback is concept. Good. No, callback he is, did a callback. is very well done. Yes, you said it right. When it's like it's like a David Letter, Letterman, just yeah. beat, it, beat it, beat it down, beat it down. Yes, <laughs> Ira, we're on like year eleven of this. It's too bad. It's too bad. That's what makes it so funny. Thank you, Ira. Ira, Ira. don't lose this number, Ira, in Washington State. Here's the thing about Matt, though. Like Matt is so smart. BC MVP. He knows it's coming. I well, he's gonna if if. If Arthur Smith just drops it, he's going to stop what he's doing and go, did you talk to Rich Eisen of today? Of course you'll know that. You know that's, what I mean? That's the point, Chris. <laughs> no, but it's going to piss him off. No, it won't. Well, then, then Arthur Smith knows his player. Make him play angry. <laughs> Matt plays better angry. <laughs> like Cindy Dean plays better angry. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. All right. <laughs> As for uh, other quarterback news, <laughs> hit it, please, everybody here. Hit it. And now, with a report of the day's news from the world of sports and entertainment, someone who is not a journalist or newsman by any definition of the word whatsoever, it's Chris Brockman. All right, what do you got over there? That's not true. I have many awards. It's Chris Brockman. Come on, Wink, what are we doing? All right, a lot of quarterback news popping across the league right now, guys. Let's start in Denver, where there is a quarterback battle going on all preseason, but now it's over. Vic Fangio says... Teddy Bridgewater, oh, your starting boy. quarterback week one for the Denver Broncos. Teddy, two gloves. Let's go. 
Uh, I have the numbers written down here because your I'm reaction, a, because Rich, I'm a lead pipe wielding professional who has notes, takes notes in my book right here. I, I, I take uh, notes on you, Rich. Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater, nine of eleven, 105 uh, yards and a touchdown scored in the Denver Broncos' last preseason game. Here we go. Here we go. Drew Locke. This is. I mean, I take two two things out of this right here. Teddy's two gloves. Teddy, Teddy Two Gloves is going to get a shot. And as you know, Teddy Two Gloves um, uh, deserves shots. It's been five years since that injury, man. It, 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 this guy deserves shots just for that five alone. Years. Okay. Teddy H, Bridge, Bridge H2O, right? Great Twitter name. Um, born into an uh, American football consciousness on Thursday nights is a Louisville guy, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was on all the time, right? All, all the time. <laughs> and then the Vikings choose him in the old, uh, I guess, Lamar Jackson spot, right? Last last pick of the first round, trade up to go get him, I believe. After he had not a good pro day because he didn't wear the gloves. And all of that Remember business. all that? <laughs> I know. And so his story is, we, we all know it. And then what he did with the Saints was terrific. And um, got a shot with Carolina, and now he's getting a shot here. I would proffer to say this is one of the last shots he's going to get. I think you're right. I don't know how many shots one guy gets, and uh, unless he's got the Fitzpatrick in him. If he's got the Fitzpatrick in him, he's got then he's halfway yeah, through he's, the number he's of shots he's going to get. Yeah, yeah. But the way I look at Chase it, Daniel the way I look at it is Drew Locke. This is a this is a a, a vote of confidence in Teddy. I'm not going to sit here and review this as a vote of no confidence in Drew Locke because I have a feeling Drew Locke's going to get some run this year. And this is either one of two things. Teddy's shot that he's going to not give up and he's going to be Denver's guy and this will be exciting. Or he doesn't get a shot and it's going to be Drew Locke's shot. And Drew Locke's going to get a shot and it's going to be exciting for them and him. Or neither of those happens and this is setting the stage for one of the hottest off-season topics of conversation, which is (laughs) how happy is Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, Wisconsin? (laughs) I'm just trying to put it all out there for you. Um, but the first things first is it's Teddy Bridgewater's opportunity against the New York Giants, which just adds more to the shrug emoji aspect of that week one game. Who knows? It'll be the Giants dealing with Teddy Bridgewater first. So we'll see it all. Very exciting. Good for him. Good news right there. So that's settled. That's, That's one settled. What else you got over there, Chris? Uh, quarterback we have yet to see this preseason, who also uh, coming off a knee injury, Joe Burrow for the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow is going to get some preseason time this weekend. Zach Taylor saying he is going to get some limited reps out there in the game. So we're going to see Joe Burrow this weekend. Hey, okay. good for him. That'll be a big moment for him to get back out there. Get back out there. Cincinnati Bengals against the Minnesota Vikings week one before the Chicago Bears and Pittsburgh Steelers come in. And then uh, that would be good to get Burrow's feet wet a little bit. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Before, you know, it's Zimmer's team coming at him and then the Bears and then the Steelers. Good for him. Um, I'm excited for him and knocking on wood that he is healthy. That means we're going to see him September 12th. I think that's right. There we go. Yeah. Big fan. Big fan of Joe I Burrow. mean, this is – and, 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 and I can't – Say enough here, man. Like, I love stories like this. This is why we love sports when you see a guy work hard to get back from an injury and hope that this is it. This will be the last big comeback of his career because he won't ever suffer an injury that knocks him out. This is it. Let it rip. Let's go. Joe Burrow. Throw it to Jamar Chase and make him catch it. Hopefully he catches this it. This is an idea. Because I mean, man, they got the receiving core ready for him, don't mm-hmm. they? T. Higgins, yeah, Joe Mixon, 
T. Higgins came on last year. He's a beast. Let's go. Let's go. Speaking of let's go, Because nobody's talking about the Bengals. Yeah, speaking of let's go. Speaking of let's go, let's go. It's Mac Jones time in New England. Mac Jones. <laughs> He's all in now. Joint practices with the Giants today. Apps, I don't know if this says more about Mac Jones or the state of the Giants right now, but absolutely carved them up from Jeff Howard, buddy at the Athletic, covers New England. Mac Jones, surgical, 35 of 40 against the Giants defense, including a stretch of 18 consecutive completions. Hit Jacoby Myers for a 50-yard touchdown against double coverage in the final two-minute period. It was 90 degrees, intense day. Bill Belichick, I saw from Mike Reese, gave Mac a low five coming off the field. It's go time for number 10. Wow. Look, this is this is more important, I think, than the preseason action. How about that? Ooh. How about that? How about that for a Because they're playing against ones? Well, I mean, you, all you heard last week coming out of the Philadelphia-New England preseason game in which the Eagles got beaten down because they didn't start a lot of guys. Right. Or they, you know, or, or Cam looked terrific and Mac looked terrific. But in the practices, we had Tommy, Tommy Curran. Tommy of NBC Sports Boston on saying the best quarterback of the week was Jalen Hurts. How's that possible? The guy had stomach problems, didn't even play in the preseason game while he practiced and looked like the best quarterback on field in practice. And you can bet Joe Judge wants his team to practice hard against Bill Belichick's. Mm -hmm. You can bet that. And you certainly want to have your team practice against Bill Belichick's because you want to show these guys that's the guy that I learned from and this is what we're trying to do right here, right in front of you. You bet. You can't say that that's about the Giants defense. That's about Mac Jones. That's the way I'm looking at it from sitting here without seeing any of it and just hearing about it from afar. And Mac Jones has the opportunity against the ones because Cam's not there. Hashtag take the jab. Mac Jones getting this huge practice today. Low five and Belichick showing what he can do with the ones getting this huge practice against the Giants today that Cam would have taken if he was vaccinated. He would have been out there because I'm assuming you test negative a couple times after. Look, the the protocols are, are, are in place for a reason. And Cam has to sit out five days because he didn't take the jab, reportedly, seemingly. Hashtag take the jab. Hashtag take the jab. But Mac Jones, uh, you know, and if Mac gets the gig, you might be thinking today's the day to actually do it. That would be put him over the top. We'll see what happens in the way, preseason yeah. game. Yeah, but we'll to me, the practices are ju- this is just as big yeah. as the preseason game. Yeah. Just as big. Is that your update over there? That's my update. Else? As we mentioned, uh, running back position in New England, Sony Michelle traded to the Los Angeles Rams. Damian Harris, number one back in New England, but... Ramondre Stevenson getting all the number two touches. Looks like he's leapfrog J.J. Taylor and James White on the depth chart. I would say we should get him on so you can inform him personally, T.J. Jefferson, of how you've been pounding the you table for this, this young man you and that you were ahead of the hey. Ramondre Stevenson curve only to have his play and his ascendancy on the depth chart supported. I would say that, but we'd get him on and he would just basically tell us, Dude, I'm just doing my job. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I, I, yeah. 
I would think Ramondre probably doesn't have a, the clearance to go on. Yeah, or, or he should come show. out. He should come on here and say, "Yeah, Max getting the job. We can see right. it. We can feel <laughs> it." Break a bunch of news. Cam should have taken the jab. Yeah. Now we actually want him to make the team. So <laughs> we'll, <laughs> I know we'll that. On that right now. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I told Brockman this about three weeks ago. I just watched him in preseason. I was like, "Yo, this kid's got something." Yeah, man. after the ninety-yard touchdown run, he was like, "Yo, this kid's amazing." I'm like, "He's not even going to make the team." And yet now, so, <laughs> and now. And now, smash cut to Sony Michelle of Los Angeles <laughs> yeah. Ram and Chris Brockman. Why don't we draft a guy when we already signed a guy? Now, like, yeah, Mac Jones is the guy. <laughs> That's why you Look, can't remember? spell fanatic without fans. I believe Correct. I said it on draft day. I re- reserve the right to do a 180 on this pick. The, the, the <laughs> root of fanatic is the word fan. <laughs> True that. We will take a break, and I'm a fanatic of this man. Michael McKeon is going to join us. The actor, writer, and musician. I love him in so many things. He's in the new movie, Playing God. We'll talk with Michael. and have a great celebrity true or false with him when we come back. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat, where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed the thing I love about this spinoff, is that a, is that a fair thing to call yeah, it a spinoff? Yeah, sure, okay. why not? Yeah. And reboot in a way, maybe, in a way. The thing I love about it is it's got the same sensibility yeah. of Breaking Bad. And Saul is not named Saul yet, because we're back before all of the Breaking Bad years have occurred, correct? Yeah, six, that's, that's right. Six years earlier. Six that's years right. earlier. Yeah. And, and he's already broken bad. But we're watching him attempt to no longer be bad. Yes. Yes. And in that struggle <laughs> is where we find the current Saul Goodman or Jimmy McGill, right? That's yes. is that it was that is this the concept that you guys have laid out? 
It is. It's it's a bit of uh, the evolution of this character who who used to be known as Slippin' Jimmy back mm-hmm. in the day, back in Cicero, Illinois, where he grew up, and uh, he 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 wants to be good. You said something interesting during the break about how he he may he may take the money, but he feels guilty about it now. Yeah. You know, he has he has a lot more of a conscience than uh, than the Saul Goodman we met on Breaking Bad. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, the, and part of that is because of his brother. That's there, his brother who he looks up to, a, a lawyer uh, of great standing who now is suffering from electromagnetic hypersensitivity. That's, or so he calls it. What yeah, do you would call yeah. that? Do you, Peter, do you know somebody who has that affliction? Where did you come up no, with I'm this? Very, I'm, very glad, I'm very glad that uh, we don't, I don't know anyone personally who has this, uh, but it, this is a, uh, I think we were fascinated by the idea of this guy who's, who's a really effective, brilliant lawyer uh, who's not able to do the things that he, that, that he loves. And, who, and these two brothers have had a relationship where Chuck has always been the older one. He's been the one who does the right thing. And Jimmy's always been you know, the loose cannon. He's always been the rogue. And uh, now their, their positions are sort of flipped because Chuck really needs Jimmy to take care of him. And it, we, we, we love the idea of having this older brother because it, it sort of brought some humanity to uh, to Jimmy. He's yeah. he's he he would he would like to have freedom of to do whatever he wants to, but the truth is he's got a conscience and sort of Chuck sort of represents that. Yeah. And you have also similar aspects from Breaking Bad where we start. You know, the show begins where you see Saul Goodman yeah. in his new digs after yeah. running for his life at the end of Breaking Bad. Do you have plans to take it past? Uh, Saul Goodman arriving post-Breaking Bad and pushing the story further from, from when we last question. Bre- Excellent had Breaking Bad? Yeah. That's, that's stuff that we're, we're talking about right now in the writer's room. I gotta uh, think, though. I mean, because Rich has been such a fan. I think we could... You want to give something away? Well... Oh gosh! I think we. I think, we, I think uh, you, you heard it here first. I okay. think. I think you gotta. Yeah, I think we will be seeing more of yeah. Omaha. I was Peter Gould and Vince Gilligan six years ago on this show. Love those guys. Man. Back here on the Rich Eisen show, we just showed a, a clip from six years ago uh, of the creators of uh, Better Call Saul and um, co-creator Vince Gilligan, uh, creator of, of Breaking Bad, and Peter Gould. Um, writer and producers, because the first in-studio guest we ever had in the history of the show, which is seven years ago, next month, uh, two months from now, right, October, right, October. was Vince Gilligan, who I fanboyed in a in a uh, in the airport, in LAX, yeah, the airport, yeah. He had no idea about football, who I was, right? Now. I don't care. And remember, we, we once Breaking Bad ended, he came in and we did a podcast, the Rich Eisen podcast, which the show was born out of seven years ago. Like an exit interview, asked him everything about Breaking Bad. But the thing was, though, he was in between sessions at the writer's room and was only going to gonna have about 30 minutes, and we did an hour and a half. And the writer's room was for Better Call Saul. Yes, for season one. And one of the men who was in Better Call Saul, um, and so terrific in this, and uh, I'm a big fan of his, and thrilled that he's calling in now in support of his new movie, Playing God, which is available now in theaters, VOD, and all digital platforms. Michael McKeon here on The Rich Eisen Show. How are you, sir? I'm good, Rich. How's everything there? Uh, we're we're good. We're healthy. We're knocking on wood, getting ready for an NFL season, talking pop culture, all, all good times. Okay, just look. I can't talk NFL with you. It's okay. Uh, you know, I, oh well. Is Namath is Namath still playing? <laughs> well, I'm here's a little behind on football. I, is all I'm saying. I think Joe is selling gold on certain parts <laughs> of the cable. <laughs> Out of his teeth. <laughs> no, come on, that's a bad joke. Uh, I no, I, I was I was never. It's funny. I was never a football fan. Always a baseball fan. Okay. But my dad, my dad was one of those guys in the late '60s. Live or die with the Jets. 
Well, <laughs> you, you you saved yourself a lifetime of that. Ah, sure, sure. <laughs> but so so are you so are you met Yankee? Which baseball team were you were no, you are you a fan? No, of? sir. I was I was uh, I grew up in New York. Yes. And uh, when I was an infant, my father told me that the Dodgers were the team to root for because uh, aside from Jackie Robinson. I was also the rookie of the year in 1946. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> rookie of my life. I, I was born that year. Yes. And uh, so I was always a Dodger fan. Um, when they moved, I kind of soured on baseball. I tried to root for the Mets. Uh, they, I thought they were really fun to watch and everything. And, but then when they got good, it was sort of right around the time that I moved to L.A. and I became a Dodger fan again. So uh, anyway. Well, no, it's a beautiful uh, look, I, man. I mean, Dodger Stadium, I, 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 it's funny because I'm from Staten Island, New York. You're from Manhattan, right? Michael, correct? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, but I grew up on Long Island. Okay, so you're 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 a New Yorker, so you know that we've yeah. always grew up viewing Los Angeles sports fans as a little soft for showing up late to games and leaving early because because of, of the traffic. Well, they do. But they do. But uh, I, ever since I've moved here to Los Angeles, I am one of those people. I am abs- I'm, 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 I am unabashedly <laughs> well, one of those people. You know. I've never I've never left a game early, but uh, uh, I, I like to come early too and get my hot dog dealings done. And, well, I love and all that. that. You know, it's, it is a great place to see a ball game, but so is Fenway. So is Wrigley. Uh, you know, I thank thank God for ballparks. And you know, we didn't get there this year or last year. Mm-hmm. Last ball game I saw, I think no, we saw one Dodger game. Before that, I went to uh, an Oakland game for the first time in Oakland. I was up. My wife was doing a show up there, and it was really fun. In Oakland, up there at the the, the, yeah, the ancient uh-huh. stadium up there. Oh my gosh! Yeah, which was which was great. It's, it's kind of like a prison. But <laughs> it's kind of like a, no, I mean, it's just no, I know what looks. you mean. It doesn't yeah, look yeah. anything. It's it's one of those old dual purpose parks, you know, where yeah, yeah. where you know, the, 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 but there's incredible history there from the Oakland Raiders to the old A's with Reggie Jackson and Catfish Hunter and sure, you know, sure, know him well. back in the uh, day. Yeah. You know, and they're still great fans. I mean, Oakland has amazing fans just uh, in general. So uh, I, have no, I have come to know. No, but uh, Namath is one of my favorite people on on planet Earth. Yeah. I, I mean, never he, met him. Oh my gosh! I and, and in my in my job with the NFL Network, Michael, uh, I've been fortunate to have come across him, and everybody knows what what it means to me. And one yeah. time he one time he reached out, he gave me a hug, and like literally, I started crying oh, on the spot. Like it's one of so sweet. you know what I mean? It's, it's just it's just. The... I, I I got hugged by Peter Falk once. <laughs> uh, I, I I had met him uh, a couple of times. I had dinner with him once, way many years before. Yes. And and then I was in this movie, and he came to see it because his pal was in it. Yes. And and he gave me this big hug, and it was just. There you go. Okay, I'm good. I'm good now. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I, I think I think Na- Peter Falk is sort of the nameth of uh, of television <laughs> detectives in a way. You know, you it's know what's possible. great about him? I was thinking about him because I, you know, people want to start careers. They want to be in movies and all that stuff, and they wonder if they're not pretty enough, or if they don't, you know, look a r- the right way, or enough like Brittany, or enough like Brad Pitt, or whatever. You know, imagine you're, you know, in the early 50s, you're an efficiency expert at a factory and you have uh, a glass eye and a speech impediment and you're about 5'7 or 5'8. Should you become a movie star? Well, if you're Peter Falk, absolutely. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like it's like be be who you really are, and there's nowhere else they can buy it. Well, I I read somewhere Michael McKeon once that, and that, by the way, this is what I love about this show, and also getting to meet you is I, I didn't think I'd wake up today talking about Peter Falk with Michael McKeon, but this is what I, <laughs> this is life. I I heard once that the reason why in Colombo that he always looked down and was hunched because that's the way he could see where his mark was to hit on television. That's, <laughs> that's what I heard. Well, I don't that's know if possible, that, but uh, you know what. Almost every close-up you see of Spencer Tracy begins with him looking at the floor. Or it, it was until it was cut out. He always wanted to be on his mark so they wouldn't have to shoot it again. No. It's just standard practice. And sometimes if you work it into a master shot, see, in, in TV they would stay on the master shot as much as possible. You know, they wanted to get finished by lunch. So there's a, there's a, very, there's a simplicity to it. I'm, I'm sure that's exactly what he was doing. And yet... Who didn't believe that he was actually thinking about <laughs> yes, this case at hand? You know, totally. And he was. Yeah, Searching for clues. Way. Michael McKeon here on The Rich Eisen Show. Before I, I dive deep into your, your TV and filmography, let's talk about uh -oh. Playing God, which is available now in theaters, oh, yeah. Yeah. VOD, and all digital platforms. Why, why, uh, why this film, and what would you like about it that people should go see, uh, it, Michael? Well... I just got this call out of the blue, and they sent me this script, and I, you know, I saw, yeah, I kind of get what this is. This, this could be really fun, really interesting. And then they told me that Alan Tudyk was involved, and I was a fan of his Firefly series, and, and uh, you know, I'm just, he's one of those guys who's always good. Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah, this could be good. Go to Atlanta. I mean, to sorry, to Houston yes. for three weeks. Three weeks. Okay, it's going to be warm. We know that. And uh, you say I'm going to be sitting on a rooftop in Houston with a three-piece black suit? Okay, well, we'll try that. So it, it just it looked like an interesting thing, an interesting story. Um, I didn't know uh, Hannah uh, and, and, or Luke. I didn't know them previous to this, uh, although it turned out later I had seen Hannah in something. Uh, they're really, really good and, like, damn easy on the eye, both of them. And uh, they're this kind of brother-sister con team, you know, who goes after a big, a big prize, which turns out to be a lot more complicated, especially when you get into the, the afterlife mm. <laughs> and the deities walking around in three-piece suits. <laughs> like you, <laughs> on rooftops. Well, I, I, yes, uh, uh, I should point out a phony baloney deity. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, but, but it's all about this guy's, it's all about the, the character that Alan plays. It's all about his, his journey. You know, and he's kind of the, the ticking heart at the middle of this. Well, playing, um, I think it's a nice film. Playing God is available now in theaters, VOD, and all digital platforms, and uh, starring Michael McKeon, who's here on The Rich Eisen Show. Um, usually, I can go deep dive into somebody's TV and filmography, but here on this show, we play a game called Celebrity True or False, where... There are some items that have been written about you and then the Wikipedia um, uh, bullet points yeah. that we're wondering are true or false. And we'd love for you to refute or, or confirm for us, if that's OK. Well, yeah, there's some there are some famous uh, mistakes floating around. OK, so there. let's let's correct uh, the record. I've been told. Let's correct oh, okay. the record. Here we go. We have actual uh, production value with it. Go ahead and hit it, everybody. Go ahead. Celebrity true or false. You can't handle the truth. There you go. That's our production value, <laughs> Michael McKeon. That's our production value. Uh, celebrity true or false. Well, what is... What is the actual value of that tr that production? Uh, it makes me enjoy it. It brings a smile to my face, to be very honest. No, with I you. meant money. I'm talking money. Oh, I, um, I, I think it's it, it pays for it's, it pays for itself, Michael. You know what I mean? Brilliant. 
That's what I thank well you. Said. I appreciate that. All right, first <laughs> item up for bids. You and David Lander were originally hired as writers on Laverne and Shirley and wrote yourself into the show as Lenny and Squiggy, two characters you created while in college, true or false? That's true. That is true. Uh, I would have to add one name. Please? Uh, Harry Shearer, who was with David and myself, a member of a group called The Credibility Gap, which was a satirical group here at L.A. Radio, and uh, we, we made some albums, went out on the road in, in clubs and, and concerts, etc. Um, and we were known as The Credibility Gap at this point, mm-hmm. and Penny... Marshall and Rob Reiner were big fans of these characters that we would do just kind of, we, we cut, they were in the act kind of toward the end, in the credibility gap back toward the end. But mainly we just did them because these two idiots entertained our friends <laughs> who are also idiots. And so we, uh, but Penny and Rob, Penny, you know, Penny and Cindy sold this show. Gary Marshall, who create co-created the show with Lowell Gans and Mark Rodman. Um, they, they, God, God, they got to go on this show that they had done, not a pilot, but what you call a presentation film for, showing some of their stuff from their two appearances on Happy Days, girls. And so, bingo, we got a sale, and Penny said, you guys should come to this party we're having, and maybe you can do those guys, you know, that, uh, okay, okay. So David and I went to this party at Penny's house, Penny and Rob's house, when they were married, and uh, uh, Lowell... Gans was there, and Mark Rothman and some other producers of the show. And we, you know, at one point, Rob said to us, do the guys, do the guys. <laughs> and, David and David and I went into a piece that we had never done before, never even thought of before, and we, we never did after that, uh, where the guys discussed going to Butler School to become valets. <laughs> and it was pretty funny, as I recall, because everybody was laughing, but I couldn't tell you a thing about it. Right. Uh, yeah, and then That's you wrote yourself, and then you wrote yourself into the show, and then off you go. Well, Penny, Penny always had a mind, you know, an eye toward maybe we can write these guys in. Yeah, you know, because they're they're funny kind of fifties characters. So uh, we, you know, it was it was not something we just volunteered. It was like you know, Gary thought the characters were funny. Everybody thought the characters were funny. We wrote them in. All right, and then so we wrote him into the first episode and, and everyone after that. And then so time. the next item uh, here on Celebrity True or False with you, Michael McKeon, is that those characters were so popular, you released a 1979 album called Lenny in the Squig Tones, which featured a young guitarist credited as Nigel Tufnell, Christopher yeah. Guest. And that was the sure. name that he used, obviously, in Spinal Tap. Is that yeah. true? Well, that was, his, that was his English rocker name. He... Uh, <laughs> You know, he had he had done a, a version of that kind of character since, I mean, since I've known him, which was the late '60s, is when Chris and I met at, at, at NYU <laughs> and started writing songs together and stuff and, and just being silly. So why? And, uh, so yeah. let me let me ask you a question about Christopher Guest, whose the, the his movies are spectacular, and you in them as well. Were you, were you in Waiting for Guffman, or you were not in Waiting for Guffman? No, I what was happened? Not, I, it was uh, I. The original plan was for uh, Chris and I to work on this. The Guffman idea was was something that he wanted to do. It was uh, inspired by a, uh, a documentary he had seen about a small city with an opera house and a guy who was just dying to get on stage and be a spear carrier at the opera. That was the initial thing. And then it kind of expanded, and his notion was to make it a, a small town doing their, you know, some kind of celebration and this 
historical play that this guy's putting on, you know, built around this character that Chris loved to do, this, you know, flamboyant, uh, very self-involved, you know, guy who's just dying to get to Broadway, uh, which was such a such an amazing, such a sweet character. So originally I was going to work on it, and then uh, I was doing SNL, and then I was doing the Brady Bunch movie, and that was the chunk of time that he was mm. he had kind of set apart. And so instead, he, he uh, got in touch with Eugene, which was an awfully good idea. Yes. And he, he didn't know Eugene. He was just a fan of, of his work on SCTV, et cetera. And uh, so, you know, they, just, they got together and, and, you know, Gene showed up at, his, at Chris's cabin up in the woods and they uh, they worked on this this idea and they hatched it into a brilliant movie so so all you, worked out that's how he met eugene levy to get in all of this so uh who's the one on all of these films because much of it was i imagine ad-libbed who was the one that was the one that would crack everybody up the most or easiest to crack up the most oh michael uh, the most difficult to work with well first of all all of up. the dialogue all the dialogue in chris's stuff is is uh as it was in this is final tap the film that we that rob reiner directed yes. that we you know that, that that was kind of the model for that this this kind of work and uh yeah a, a lot of times i'd have to say fred willard um jennifer coolidge uh higgins higgins was was hard to it was so brilliantly funny but he was only hard to work with because he was so smart and fast and it wasn't like I was going to be I was in danger of breaking up I was in danger of going excuse me can I say that on the radio maybe not well it's but, okay you were breaking up on your phone that's perfect time so so which uh, so which one was the easiest to, to crack up who was the one that was simple that would just break um, I broke I broke Chris a couple of times you did. which was that's it. edifying <laughs> edifying and, is a great uh, word for it yeah, and uh, and uh, Ricky Gervais when he was in uh, for your consideration, and I had one little piece with him, and I, I had a feeling about him that he was ready to fall on the floor at all times. <laughs> I love but that. But he didn't. Yeah, yeah, no, <sighs> but he just he uh, he loved being on the show so much, and such you know we, we loved him so much, and it was really fun. All right, I've got two. Um, I've got two more for you, Michael McKeon. Uh, okay. Here you go. First one uh, uh, you just mentioned, Rob Reiner. Is it true or false that he was going to originally be in a, a Spinal Tap band member, but became the director because he didn't look good in spandex? True or false? No, that, that's false. <laughs> Not true. That's false. No, no, no. It was a, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Although now I'm thinking about Rob Ryan and spandex. Thanks very much. Uh, my apologies then. Okay. Um, then the see that's why we ask you this to to make the, make sure it's these things we read are true or false. Last one for you. You were asked to join the original cast of Breaking Bad. But because of conflicting stage commitments, you could not do it. Is that true or false? All I can say is that there was a uh, a, a casting thing that uh, Vince directed uh, uh, called me directly about, mm -hmm. and he said, "There's a part we'd like you to do on this," and I couldn't because I was on my way to New York to do a, a play. So that's that's all of that. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not going to talk about what part it was oh. because then it becomes and then it becomes you know it becomes fan stuff, and it's like. Yeah. You know, it's better you guys to just kind of guess. Uh, you know, which one uh, would it be? Would it be? No, you won't no, even no. you won't even twitch in the direction if I guess which one it would be. 
Uh, Michael? It was not Salamanca. That's all I'm saying. It's, it's not Salamanca. <laughs> 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 okay. We that still leaves. Still but, we still have that actor. We still have Mark Rollins in the movie last night. Uh, oh, and boy. From 1987. So we saw a young, a young Mark Rollins. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, His phone's breaking up. Well, Michael, look, I, I appreciate you taking the time here. Uh, on the Rich Eisen show. I could I could go on and on and on with you, but I appreciate the time. Congrats on playing God available now in theaters, VOD and other digital platforms. We'll and all digital platforms. We'll we'll hopefully Thanks, pick this up another time. Pleasure. Thank you. Right back at you. Yeah. At Michael at M J McKeon, M C K E A N. Right here on the Rich Eisen show. Now I'm just gonna think the rest of the show who he could have been on. Ermintra. That's a possibility. I think that's on the list. Who else would it be? Who else could it possibly be? Pinkman. Definitely not. <laughs> Pinkman. Obviously, the mother load of all of the... What we'd like you to try if he was Walter White. Walter White. That's why, yeah. you know... I mean, could he have been Hank? That'd have been a good one. Hank. The brother-in-law. Who is on to everything? We got to get him back when Better Call Saul comes back. Obviously, Absolutely. even though his character—I mean, spoiler alert—we'll we'll leave it out there. Yeah. It could have been Gail. Could have been the Wags part. It could have been Gus or Walter no, Jr. Gus. I don't know, man. Gus had that, to be... that had to be Giancarlo Esposito yeah, from yeah, Jump. Yeah, yeah. It was Walter Jr. I'm convinced that would stop it. <laughs> Ermin Trout was the first one I would have. It wasn't Salamanca. That's a funny yeah. line. <laughs> we can eliminate that one. Very funny. That's a funny one right there. So uh, that was great, though. That, that was, that was fun. That was great. We go hey, right down the funny. old. The best in show is one of the funniest. Oh my! I can gosh. watch that a thousand times. Waiting for Guffman and waiting for. I mean, they're all so spectacular. So, those guys are so good. But how about that? I, I would have bet a bottom dollar that Eugene Levy of SCTV fame and John Candy and Rick Moranis and that they would have crossed paths, they being Eugene Levy in the SCTV world, with the world of Harry Shearer and, you know, and Michael McKeon and Christopher Guest and Rob Reiner. I would have thought there would have been some sort of overlap at some point, but instead it's just like, yeah, let's reach out to Eugene Levy and I'm a big fan of his. And then they sat down and they wrote, we're waiting for government. I mean, come on. Amazing. And then, obviously, Best in Show is fantastic. Eugene Levy playing the dog with the two show owner with two left feet, and he kept walking around in circles. I mean, it's fantastic. And then Fred Willard playing I mean, the Joe Garagiola character of doing the play-by-play for... I mean, great. All of us. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I could talk about it all day. We've got Buda Baker, though, coming up in hour number three, along with John C. McGinley. We'll have a good time with Johnny C. McGinley. When we come back, more of your phone calls, 844-204-RICH. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or... 
your partners. Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. What'd you think of DK Metcalf running down one of your teammates last night? Man, uh, when I saw DK, when I saw him drop that head, he looked like a, a oversized gazelle running down the sideline. I, I was, I, cause he was my guy initially, but he was in front of me. And if you go back and look at the play, I try, I'm, I'm trying to run him down as well because I knew he, he was the only guy to, uh, to, 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 uh, to uh, that had an opportunity to catch Buddha. But once he ran past me, I was like, uh, Buddha, you on your own. So, uh, I'm still running. I'm still running behind him. I'm like, Buddha, I'm like, Buddha, go, go. And as I see DK getting closer and closer, I'm like, Buddha, he's coming. <laughs> Dog. I ran it up the bus, like, Buddha, you got to jump, swerve, jump, do something. But he's coming, he's coming. And uh, what a great effort, though, by DK. And, and those plays right there are, uh, are, 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 or, um, let me see. Uh, those are plays right there that that most people, you know, don't notice how big that could have been because it, you know we went out, we went down there and they stuffed us on four four yeah. down. We didn't get any points out of that. So um, ultimately, we ended up winning the game. But that could have been a pivotal play that saved uh, that that could have helped them win the ball game. Well, Patrick, uh, I tweeted this out today. Um, you know, you tell Buddha. Um, I have been simulcammed against DK Metcalf running at the Combine. Um, the uh, NFL <laughs> Network people gave me a five-yard head start, and he ran straight through me. So you tell Buddha I know the feeling. I know the feeling. So, Rich, yeah. what, what we need to do is I want to know if the league can do this, man. If somebody could do this, put all three of you guys together <laughs> and post that up. How cool would that be? I just need more of a head start on Buddha because I already know a five-yard head start on DK does not end well for me. So I already know that. So I need I need more of I need more of a start. Okay, if we do that. 
think I think we give I think we give you fifteen, give Buddha ten, because that's where he ran Buddha down from. Right, and he starts at the uh, from 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 scratch, <laughs> and uh, we go from there. That'd be pretty cool. And I need you to give me a block, Patrick. You can't just watch me run, get run through, and say good I luck. Try. You can't do that. I tried. I really did. I find if you go back and watch Finn and Richie, I really, really tried. I was digging. I was digging. I was like, oh, I gotta go. I gotta go. But I ain't got no more in the tank. Now it's Patrick Peterson, now a Minnesota Viking. Buda Baker, now an All-Pro. He'll be joining us shortly uh, right here on the Rich House, about 14 minutes from now. And then uh, John C. McGinley, and then we'll get out of Dodge right here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here uh, on uh, Peacock. And uh, then we'll be joined by our ready one. It's just mere seconds of time. You're giving me this look like you got something to say over there, Chris. All right, we're back here on the Rich Eisen Show Radio along with our family uh, on uh, Peacock. What do you have over there, Christopher? One of our fans on Twitter, Daniel Kramer. What if Michael McKean was pegged to play Saul? Ooh. Could be. That could be it. He'd have been great as Saul. Yes. I'm going to think about this all day now. That could, He'd have been it. great I mean, I was obviously Goodman. joking with the Walter Jr., but that was like my thought. It was like, because that would be Bob's rule. If, yeah. if it's just like, by the way, better call Saul. If he was the one originally originally pegged for Saul, Oof. be a reason why he wouldn't say something like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. You would never. T- you would never say wow. that. Wow. We'll just have to have Vince back, and we'll ask him, and he'll tell us because he's tell a nice us guy. Yeah, nice, nice guy. He likes us. He's giving us things <laughs> for the wall. Yeah, he's got to give us artwork. He's artwork. giving us artwork. Our first in studio guest. Yes. And hands down, the nicest guy in Hollywood. I mean, like, he is like, really. That is not like yeah. a hyperbole or anything. The, the nicest guy in Hollywood. Yeah, for sure. Truth. Damn. That would have been something so, right there. There you go. Well done by uh, by one of our listeners and viewers. Anybody who can say something and throw something against the wall and then we'll make it stick, well, we're all in. <laughs> we're all in. So those who are uh, regulars of our program know about this particular aspect of Chris Brockman's life and how much it bothers Uh, me. uh, And um, we're going to bring it up now because Chris is about to depart the chair that he sits in for the next two days because every year he and his friends from back in the day, college friends, college college friends, college friends, friends, back in the day, hold an annual reunion last year, obviously in the lockdown and everything, you didn't have it last year. You did this by zoom, correct? Last year. Correct. correct. Normally you fly off to the town of the Super Bowl champion. Yes. And hold a fantasy league draft. The reason why it disturbs me so <laughs> is because there is no time limit on how long somebody can take to choose somebody. Yep. And famously, again. Famously. This is now, what, six years old? Eight years old? Story? Ooh, um, well, just figure it out when Brian Hartline was in the league. Yeah, somebody no, I, took, I, I can find Somebody it took 28 minutes 28 to minutes. choose Brian Hartline. <laughs> and uh, it, just, it, it just makes my blood boil. Like I, I, yeah. I, it's irrational yeah. how upset that makes me. Not great. My, my league, my poker league. We're gonna hold our draft again, um, as late as possible. Because we do it Thursday night. We kick do it during sometimes. the Thursday night football yeah. game to kick it off, right? And, um, and so we want to wait as long as possible. You don't want to draft somebody like whoever's drafted Travis Etienne right now is like good luck. Mm-hmm. 
It was 2013, so this is the eighth year anniversary. I mean, it's so, so in my poker league, we have now whittled it down to 60 seconds. Oh, God. And if anybody oh, gets close fantastic. to taking the full 60 seconds, it is a whole <laughs> catcall hazing that comes that person's way. If they take 45 seconds, 50, it's just like, you know it's coming. It's a snake draft. You know you're, you know you got to have somebody. So what are you doing? Like, let's go. <laughs> Rich, I am with you. you. I am take with you. This long. I'm with you. Now I'm, then. I'm team time women. Um, prior to this show, because you're flying out to Tampa, Florida. Yes. Um, and I, you know. Where it, it's as safe as possible. Okay. You have taken Trust. the proper protocols. All where the precautions have been in place. Testing is taking place. and Testing, vaccination, isolation. Very good. Yes. All this stuff. Which is great. You know, because we sit in the same room as you. By the way, yeah. even Del Tufo, I'm flying first class, so I, I think you oh, should appreciate so you're good. That. You're, you're, you're uh, I mean, welcome to the world. By the way, uh, plane is inside the plane, masked up. It's one of the safest it's places place you can possibly can be. be. Yep. Yeah. So, long story, long, long, long story short is before um, you arrived today, you're you you drop your bags off at LAX, which is right around the corner from here. I did. And Sarah came in with your lovely, beautiful baby boy. Thank you. Who looks just as big as ever, He's man. 18 months today. And he wow. is just ready to square up and hit somebody. Like, he's a big dude. Yeah. Big boy. And you were hanging with him and picked him up, and you had, I've seen this before, you had the look and sense and feel of a dad who's going to be away from his baby boy for four straight days. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you this. This is your longest you've been away from him, correct? For, yeah, yeah. You've been yeah. away from, from Cage for four days in a row, right? No. Okay. Not. Can I help you on this, please? Sure, please. Oh, I'll gosh. do. Because I'm already feeling like... I get it. Day one. Not great. Today, day one, it's going to be great. Honestly. <laughs> day one. Today's going to be great. <laughs> today's a great day. Chris, today's a great day. Like I said, I'm fine first class. I'm going to have, have a, a few pops. It's going to be, it's gonna be fun day at work. Tonight, fun day at work. Tonight, a good, great night. You're going to wake up tomorrow and you're going to have a great morning. Well, I'm, playing, you, I'm playing golf tomorrow. You're going to have a great tomorrow. It's going to be great too. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Rich. We just after made cry. the golf, <laughs> after the golf, you're up now, after dude. the golf, it's going to creep in. Maybe even during the golf. I wonder what Cage is up to. I wonder what Sarah's up to. I know. All that's going to creep in. It's okay, though. It's okay. It's okay. Because then you're going to be with your boys later yeah, on. Yeah, because they're coming in the afternoon. The minute it takes one of your ass hat friends. <laughs> <laughs> Longer than 60 seconds to choose somebody. Uh, yeah. You're going to be wondering, what am I doing with my life? And this year's draft, you're going to come over to the dark side <laughs> over here. <laughs> you're going to come over here a little bit more. Because <laughs> you've been on this for my, years. I have been. Ever since I've, you know, we became close. You are going to start to have your vision aligned closer with mine oh, on this. Man. And your buddies. Who are some of them are dads, right? Some of them uh, are dads. We right? have a lot. I think ten of us. Are okay, dads. great. And some of yeah. them are probably like well past what we're talking about right, right now. Right. Guarantee you, during the draft, a couple of times your fuse is going to be shorter, and you're you're going to be like, what am I? Why am I in Tampa, Florida, mm. in this sealed off <laughs> Airbnb with yeah. these dudes? Yeah. 
taken 10, 15 minutes to choose the fifth receiver on the Jacksonville Jaguars. You're going to be wondering <laughs> if you're spending your time right, Chris, in a manner in which you've never had this sense of introspection before never. in your entire Not life. Even close. So enjoy the flight. Yeah. Have your pops. I would suggest you have that straw so it can go underneath your mask. Smart. I've done this before. Smart. It's not my first rodeo. Tonight, tomorrow, golf, it's going to be great. You're going to love it. You're going to enjoy but it. Like would it. you agree that I have to go through something like this to fully appreciate yes. and make the journey yes. to? Okay. Yes, I understand that. All right. I get it. But uh, your friends should be on the lookout that you might have a different attitude this yeah. time around. Yeah. And think of me. It's already started. Laughing at you. <laughs> laughing as I'm getting ready to bar mitzvah my oldest son. <laughs> Which I am so sorry to have yeah, to miss, whatever. by the way. Enjoy your draft. <laughs> I know where your allegiances lie, Chris. Damn, man. Buddha Baker of the Arizona that. Cardinals coming up along with the actor John C. McGinley. Don't go anywhere here on the Rich Eisen Show. I think you understand picking up what I'm putting down. Yeah. I'm picking up what I'm putting down, man. Uh, it's going to be he did look like when, round when they were leaving. 12, round 14. Could you imagine this, TJ? TJ. Somebody taking longer than two minutes in a fantasy draft is insane. Well, we, we and bring, then you put a zero oh on the gosh, end of that it's number. Awful. It's awful. We, we bring it up. You have met the person. He's been here. He's, it's a, terrible. he's a Staten Islander. And then two years ago, we had the draft at my house here in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. He took like 32 minutes for Jonu Smith. Same guy. Created it's by not, the same people. It's that, not acceptable. It's not acceptable. Rich, I am on your it side. It rips at the fabric of humanity. I totally <laughs> agree with you. the sense that we have in society today <laughs> about fabric. thinking totally about somebody agree. other than yourself. The, fabric the selfishness of- to take that long. And at that point in time, once you pass the 10-minute mark and the 20-minute mark and then the 30-minute mark, it does not matter if you draft the combination of Ladanian Tomlinson, Marshall Falk, and Patrick Mahomes incarnate, combined, if some fantasy football god came down from the Mount Fantasy Olympus and made one human being that good in the sport, it still doesn't matter if it's taken 32 minutes to have somebody that's such a difference maker for your fantasy team drafted. But remember, they do the burger draft the too, Rich. selfishness. Well, the burger well, draft is a different ball of wax different that we'll get into that, another yeah. time. But that Rich doesn't like. Uh, <laughs> honestly, uh, again, you will have, and I know you're I'm already team time I limits. know your team time limits, and I know that you're not against it, and <laughs> I know you're there like this, but it's still your boys, and I, it's still I, your I friend, know, I know. and you know you like to make fun of him, and you still like oh. the guy, whatever. Different ball of wax when you're leaving little Cage at home and you're wondering what he's up to right now and how he's dominating his little tykes. <laughs> Golf uh, balls in the backyard. Right? How he's Dominique Wilkins two-hand ripping one down on the plastic rim that's about <sighs> 12 inches off oh the ground. It's about you to know, get I, Honestly, place. man, you will start to wonder why you're doing this, why you're <laughs> friends with these people and what you're doing with your life and staring into the abyss. It's coming. And think of me sitting at home, wherever I am, laughing. Uh, you'll probably get a FaceTime on Saturday. Oh, I might be a little busy with bar mitzvahing my child. Oh, yeah, but other than that, it's okay. <laughs> but it's more about you.